All right, it's Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Pleasantly Persistent Podcast. Special guest today, Erica in the house. Very exciting. Um, I'm sure you get this all the time because of LinkedIn presence. You're just like, oh, I feel like I already know you, but this is our first time meeting. And that's that's how I feel right now. So pleasure to meet you. Uh, if you don't mind introducing yourself and then we can get into it. Totally. Yeah. So thanks for having me. My name's Erica. I am the founder and chief everything officer of Broda, which is basically a better for you snack company. We currently have an edible cookie dough on the market here in Canada, has added protein, less sugar, cleaner ingredients. We're in about 100 stores just here in Ontario. Um, and then on the side, my passion project is helping people get seen on platforms like LinkedIn and TikTok. Awesome. And I should also share, I'm with uh, Christy McGill, VP and dear friend, uh, Rooted Food Sales as well, wearing some fun mushroom attire. So cool. Well, thank you, Erica. Yeah, so lots of different projects going on for you. So I'm curious, like how, when did the LinkedIn creation start? Like was LinkedIn your first go into the social media world or not? No. Uh, no, surprisingly. And I didn't join LinkedIn initially to, I guess, um, put out content or build a community or anything. I went there for mentorship because I was starting my business. I was like a year and a half into running Brodo and I hit a wall and I didn't know how to take it to the next level. My sales kind of just flatlined and, you know, I've never built a business before. I'm a first time founder. So I remember going through like my pantry and pulling out like my favorite snacks and things that I consume. And then I started researching who the founders were and the CEOs of those companies. And then I like cold messaged them on LinkedIn because I thought, okay, I dust off my LinkedIn, change my profile pic. I had 12 connections at the time. I put together a bio. I didn't really understand the platform at all. Um, and I just started messaging like founders and CEOs. And a lot of them were generous enough to hop on calls with me and kind of provide mentorship. And some of them to this day still mentor me. And then in doing that, I decided, oh, like nobody really talks about what entrepreneurship is really like on here. It's very shiny. Like all you see is fundraising and launching into a thousand doors and all this great stuff. Here I am like spending all my nights in a commercial kitchen, storing product in my car, like bootstrapping, one woman show, I felt like I was doing everything wrong. Um, and then I started having conversations with other founders, and we all kind of faced the same struggle. So I just decided to showcase it on LinkedIn, and then kind of grew it into what it is today, just by showing up consistently, and I guess, truthfully on the platform. Totally. So how long ago was that where you like, started posting and grew from 12 followers or 12 connections? That was August 2020. I think I started yeah, posting on there. And, and then was it like slowly growing or you just have one of your like genuine emotional posts and it did well and then went from there? Like, yeah, how did it, were you posting daily? What, what was the deal? I started out posting like pretty consistently, maybe a few times a week. Um and it was really easy for me because it was kind of like an outlet. Like it was like therapy, right? And I, you know, I had 12 connections at the time. And then I think it grew to like a couple hundred. And I was putting out content with the, um, I guess, the impression that a lot of people wouldn't see it. So I didn't really care what I was putting out. I'm like, you know what? I can cry on the internet or I can put this out there and no one's going to see it. It doesn't matter. And then I think it resonated with a lot of people and it started to build like gradually. And then 
I think 2021 was like my biggest year of growth because I did the 365 challenge. So I made a commitment to post every single day for 365 days. And with any platform, it always comes down to consistency. Like you just have to keep showing up and like putting in work and I like it really does pay off in the long run. But um, yeah, it's kind of been like steady. Yeah. For for our, for listeners reference, you have about 64,000 followers today on LinkedIn, correct? Yeah. 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 So ma- but, yeah. Massive growth over, you know, like a little over almost three years now, probably. Right. Yeah. Two and a half years. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy with huge engagement. It's just, it's so great. Cause it's like, right. There's so much shininess on LinkedIn and <laughs> I definitely provided that <laughs> a decent amount, but like, oh, it's good. But like, it's, it's nice. Cause it's not like we're all in a human experience business sales experience it is freaking sloppy it is sloppy every every week if you're lucky but usually every day so it's i i yeah definitely resonates and and lands is true so how do you like now do you like have like a list of like potential ideas or you just like see what inspires you like that moment when you get to the laptop what's what's the what's the creative flow and how do you decide nowadays how what to post about it's funny because I've like this year I decided to time block um, just because I'm, I'm taking so much on my plate right now. And before on LinkedIn, I would just write every day. Like I would get up and I would have something to say and I would like take maybe like an hour out of my morning to like create a post and then post it. Now, like it's really great. You can just schedule posts within LinkedIn, which is the best tool ever. Um, I tried doing that with like an external website and connecting it to my LinkedIn and they really didn't like that. And I got locked out of my LinkedIn account before. So I stopped doing that. Um, they don't like that. Yeah. How long Um, were you blocked out for? So the first time it was 24 hours. The second time it was 48. And then I think the third time was 72. And then I think if it happens again, I'm not going to get my account back. So I yeah it's serious and I, I those like the three days that I was locked out I was so like out of it because I'm so used to be on LinkedIn so much it's like we're so connected to social media and we rely on it for so much right um but um so my workflow like every Sunday night I sit down and I schedule all my posts for the next week and Um, I do repurpose some content that performs really well from like the past, like four or five months ago, if I think that it'll add value, because not everyone who follows you sees your content. So most will not know that it's repurposed. And if it did really well, and people really liked it the first time it was posted, it'll likely perform well the second time. Um, And then yeah, just kind of like whatever's happening in the week, like updates with the business. Um, lessons like I love love talking about failures and then what I learned from them and hoping that adds value um and then uh yeah that's just kind of how I operate (laughs) so you touched uh you touched on time blocking which I'm a big big fan of time blocking so I'm curious with that you know you're time blocking obviously like playing different work segments but how are you managing like how often you're getting on LinkedIn to engage with comments or just to look at LinkedIn because I feel like it can be when you're really focused on building that it's hard to like not be on there too much. So curious if you have like a a flow, like do you check LinkedIn at specific times a day or it's just kind of when you're eating a snack or I'm going to scroll LinkedIn quick. Yeah. I was obsessed when I first got on there, like, and it's almost like, 
uh, it, it, the dopamine hit when you get like all these notifications rolling in and I don't wear it as much, but I have an Apple watch and I had my notifications turned on and I would be working and it would be like ping, 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 ping. And every time I would get a ping, I would drop whatever I was doing, interrupt my workflow and then go and like respond to a comment or respond to a message. And um, it just was interrupting my days like way too much. So I turned off, I don't have any social media notifications on. I have Instagram off, TikTok off, LinkedIn off um, cause I just find it to be too disruptive. So what I usually do, um, I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, but like at the end of the day, I dedicate like an hour before bed or whatever. And I just go on, engage with people's content, um, respond to comments that are left on my content. Cause again, like it's a platform that you need to reciprocate, right? Like people aren't just going to go and like engage with your content if you don't ever respond or if you don't ever contribute to what they're putting out there. Right. Like it takes two, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's just as, as important as posting. So time blocking for posting and then time blocking for that relationship building and, um, you know, building out those connections on there. Totally. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I feel like as you're engaging with like more people, right, you get that back. So you have to have that built in, in a way mm-hmm. where you're like consistently doing that as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I'm asking this and I'm ready to give an answer. I don't, you go first. I have a big one. What is your biggest LinkedIn pet peeve? Like if you could have them, like at first it was at the scheduled post, what would, is there anything you would have them shift now? Oh yeah. Got? Like the inbox is a hot mess. It's that a hot mess, is yeah. like, yeah. And pr- from my perspective, like I just, it's so hard because sometimes you open a message and it just gets lost um and then sometimes I forget the person's name who messaged me and then I try to like look up the company and I can't find it um and I know I get so many copy and paste like pitches if there's a way to like filter those out into like a promotions folder or something similar to like how your email does it maybe I don't know if there's a way yeah you know um that's like that's something that I wish was yeah. almost wish you could like organize crafted. the inbox right like yeah. picking pen and email because it would be nice if you could like segment people off just like okay even for you right like what's going for business and what's for you know mm-hmm. mentorship or different things like that because it's so yeah. messy so fast and then if you yeah. do sales like we do sales prospecting through linkedin which you probably do as well so like mm-hmm. you you got the whole sales prospect side going on and it fills up really fast all right matt what's yeah. your biggest pet peeve what do you want to My add to biggest LinkedIn? pet peeve, which I refer to as LinkedIn roulette, is what if you post like two pictures, you and maybe I'm wrong, Erica, maybe you know, but it, it doesn't like sometimes the pictures show up if you just two two, you can only see like 30% of each, or you can see like half oh. of someone's face, and you're just like, oh, yeah. why can't you why can't you like format it or mm-hmm. edit it? So you're like, here are the two pictures how I want them. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to add a third picture. I don't want to just so it like looks cleaner because mm-hmm. just the two pictures by themselves are like work together so weirdly. Yeah. You know that I posted like probably like two weeks ago, it was three pictures and the first uh-huh. one was of my face and you could only see like my yeah, mouth so and my nose. You can't, count on people, <laughs> you can't count on people like clicking it to open it, right? You just have to count yeah. on people scrolling to see the pictures and you're just like, oh, it's so weird. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a good like, one. Yeah, yeah. I like that they, for a while, I thought they should have an away message. And then I realized they do have an away message if you're on LinkedIn premium. But I feel like everyone should get it because it's like so much of, at least in our world, how we interact with buyer, not brands, but like buyers and stuff. So if you're gone, like, right, you should be able to have a LinkedIn away message. Um, Mm -hmm. So I could, yes, LinkedIn is just, it's just 
fascinating. It's amazing. It's it's just so yeah, it's so juicy. Um all right, so you and Kyle, who's been a industry buddy of mine for a few years. Uh now we had a chance uh to chat with him on the podcast a few weeks ago. I think it's going live next week. Um how's it going? What's it been? Four or five uh newsletters so far? It's number seven this week. So Sunday seven. is numero seven. Yeah. yeah. Right. With number seven with the like the big cosmic shift. I mean, this should be like a, a big newsletter. Yeah. Uh, something is happening in the world right now. I'm a mess. Like this week has just been like something's going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the newsletter is going really well. I honestly I met Kyle through LinkedIn, right? I've never met him in person. Um and we talk That's every crazy. week, almost every day. So crazy. it's like we're super close friends um, and we connected a lot because, you know, he had Carter and Oak, the ice cream company, and then now he works for Nestle and um, we kind of always just stayed in touch. And then we had this idea to like somehow do something together. And it started with a Zoom call that ended up being five and a half hours. And we started talking about all the things that we wanted to do and build on. So we have the newsletters kind of like the starting ground. And then there's just a bunch of other things that we want to do to build on that. Um, but it's been really fun and it's really cool. Like we have like the, the what's new section where like brands can submit stuff that's like going on in their world with like distribution or new accounts are launching into or fundraising or whatever. Um, and then, then we have like the gossip column, which like, you know, some people like submit stuff that we can't share in there. (laughs) So it's just for your enjoyment. You're like, Ooh, it's a little too much. It's a little too much. The gossip column is really what I am like. It's Sunday yeah. morning, I'm holding two kids. I'm like, well, I'm just, gonna, I just really want to see mm-hmm. the gossip piece because I want, I want what people don't post on like, like what you can't yeah. post on LinkedIn, right? Like the, yeah, the, the real. I'm sure what you actually get to see. Can I get like a higher subscription to see what all the? Yeah, that's hilarious. That's the two point <laughs> It's like a, it's like yeah. an OnlyFans but for good, your newsletter. We got the good VIP. It's not anonymous, and you get the R-rated stuff. All of it. It's like a CPG burn book, you know, Mean Girls. That's like yeah. basically what it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, is there any is there any quick shifts you guys have done from newsletter one to seven? Any any things that was glaring that you guys had to adjust or you're working towards? Yeah, like I think we added in the peaks and valleys section, um, or really just like highlight a founder, and they get to like talk about like the highs and lows of like their Enjoy. journey in building a business. Yeah, which I think has been really great. Um, the classifieds like we've kept that people really seem to love like knowing who's hiring and like those have crazy click-through rates so we decided to keep that uh we're just like trying different things and seeing what resonates with people like we do the trends like every week we highlight a different like food trend um for example mm-hmm. one week it was like people put coffee or put a, uh, orange juice in their espresso and like sounds so gross, but like we tried it and we did it, and then we kind of posted about it in there. Just like all these weird different things. Where, where are the weird food ideas coming from? TikTok. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, Matt I and I are like- not on TikTok, so we don't get to see all that type of stuff. But um, I enjoy that. I find that column like really uh, just a funny part. I read it to my daughter, um, and we've enjoyed just some of the crazy. Oh, that's on awesome! There. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys have any recommendations for the newsletter, because again, this is like Kyle's and mine, like first go at it. Um, so we're just like building it and getting feedback from people, and then like kind of like moving stuff around as it as it grows. Yeah, love it. So, all right, fun question 
They've all been fun questions, but far fun question to wrap. Uh, what snack, what package snack and beverage do you buy the most of and bring into your household? And Brodo is not an answer, acceptable answer. Yeah, lately, what have I been buying? Um, I don't, again, you guys are in the States, so I don't know if yeah. you'll even know what I'm talking about. Hey, please try it. Try us. <laughs> Uh, there's, yeah, there's like a protein chocolate bar company called Zora, Z-O-R-A-W. Um, they're mm -hmm. based like in the Toronto area. Um, they're a smaller company, but they have, it's like really good, better for you chocolate that has like 10 grams of protein or 12 grams of protein per bar. That's nice. kind of been like a staple snack for me. Um, and then for beverages, like I've been drinking juice, like well, I don't know if you guys have well, but that's like a Canadian juice company. Again, their like manufacturing facility is um, like right down the road from where I live. Um, and funnily enough, from when I was flying back from Expo West, I sat on the plane next to one of the co-founders. Ah. And yeah, <laughs> it's like Sweet. such a small world. Yeah. I, I always love the flights home after those shows. You either see people like trying to avoid you because they're like, no, no, I'm talked yeah. out. Or, or you yeah. end up next to someone and it's like you end up, getting to talk to someone and have this like long-term connection. Mm -hmm. to totally. Uh, how was walking, uh, how was walking expo? Was it, yeah. How was walking expo for you? It was overwhelming being like a Canadian, you know, startup founder. Cause there's just so much and there's so much, uh, progression with like the snacks. Um, like in Canada, if, I don't know if you guys have gone grocery shopping here, but it's very underwhelming if you're American. <laughs> like you'll go in, there's like a couple of things that we have that you guys don't. But if you go and look at the different sets, like they're very small compared to yours. Like we don't have all the adaptogenic, like we don't have um, like poppy or like. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's what's so different. Like you're going to, I mean, it, I think a small or... set is a good way to put it, right? It's not like the mm -hmm. diverse, I mean, it's, it's like we just get pommeled with every new product. Yeah, which is like, you know what? So I was in California last week um, and I went to Erewhon for the first time ever. And That's I was like gobsmacked. I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, you guys have like the beverage set? Holy, like there's always, I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad, right? Because like usually with like this, when you have less options, you're pretty loyal to like one product that you, you buy. And But when you have so much variety, it's like, I'm going to try this brand today. And then tomorrow I'm going to try this one. And like you experiment and I'm sure there's always and like new products coming in there. Right. You split the consumer base a ton more too. Right. Instead yeah. of there being like one or two choices in a category or like now you have one new better for you option in the category, you got five to 10 to choose from. And that mm -hmm. really does split that group of people out a ton in terms yeah. of like that buying power. Um, so now that you've been to air one, do you, are, have you, do you see all the videos like on, I see them a lot on Instagram where they're like air one shop. They make fun of like air one shoppers going to other stores. Yeah. Like I, I, I understand the hype. It's just so expensive. And, you know, I, I like, I understand the brand, you know, yeah. and how it's like a premium store and the hype behind it. And I, when I was checking out, I bought like two things. Cause you know, that Canadian to USD conversion is it's not pretty. <laughs> it really hurts. Um, but they had that like tote bag, that canvas tote bag. And I was like, Oh, just out of curiosity. How much is this? And she said 150 us dollars. What? 150. Oh. It probably cost them like $2 to make it like, 
I looked at that. I was like, are you for real? And then they had a nicer one that was like a refrigerated insulated one that like wasn't as pretty. But it's it was like Statusim. Sca- I mean, symbol. it's basically, it's like, you know, like a, a designer brand for health food. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. it's like you're wearing Chanel or, or Louis Vuitton. Like it, it's that yeah. for health food people. I, I mean, it's it's totally. kind of wild. It's wild if you talk to like their grocery prepared section on like how much, like how repeat customers they have that are spending 40, 50, 60 to like yeah. $100 a day just in just coming in to like get smoothies and I've, salads. I've, I've, I've never been next, uh, next expo. Oh, you need to there go. There needs to be a field trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I need to go. I live on the opposite coast. I'm in Boston, but next time I'm, I'm in the area, I do need to go understand yeah. the hype and not buy a designer tote bag. Um, yeah. so cool. Uh, Erica, it was a pleasure. I'm glad we got to chat for a, for a bit. Uh, People know where they can find you, but where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, obviously, Erica Rankin. Um, and then my company is Brodo, and we're just eBrodo on all social platforms. Cool. All right, Erica. Thank you. Thank you.